I barely recognise him at first, which is weird because his concession to fancy dress is minimal to say the least. He is wearing an oversized England football shirt and holding a family bag of Walker's cheese and onion crisps. Gary Lineker, I say. Bingo. Sorry I'm late. Took me ages to get this costume together. I smile. Feels weirdly alien on my lips. Steve frowns. You okay, Pippa? You look... Fine, I'm fine. He's unconvinced. Hang on. He takes off his backpack and rummages inside, then holds out a dime bar and a bottle of carver. According to Oscar, eating chocolate before drinking reduces hangover symptoms by half. He looks at me. Might be too late, though. You could say that. I did have two bars, but I ate one because I've been out here so long. You haven't, have you? No, it's fine. Not really that long at all. I mean, 25 minutes. Is that long? He dives into the bag again and hands me a box of something. And if the chocolate thing turns out to be bollocks, those'll do the trick. I look down. A multi-box of Alka-Seltzer. It makes me laugh, which makes him laugh. I may be drunk, but I'm struck by how nice it is to see that silly, hopeful face in the shadows. Come on in then, Gaz. Madness awaits. Why thanking you? Loving the flag, by the way. Cherry always was my favourite. I raise an eyebrow. Come on, we all know Cherry is no one's favourite. I shut the door behind him, and now we're standing face to face in the hall. Hello, by the way. Oh, yes. Hi. I lean in to kiss him on the cheek. He leans too, but turns his face the same way, and an awkward part-lips, part-cheekbone collision takes place. We pretend it hasn't happened. Right, I've not had a drink for at least... I check my watch. Oh, 14 minutes. My body's going into shock. Let's find booze. Grabbing his hand, I pull him into the throng. And then the strangest thing happens. As we are crossing the room together, hand in hand, I suddenly see things through his eyes. I can't explain it any other way. The weed has worn off, so it's not that. But it's like we are momentarily linked, his hand providing me with a direct conduit into his mind. I notice things afresh, as though I'm showing a tourist around my hometown. The naked gang reading Rilke poetry in the corner. The lonely face of the anorexic girl who has started growing face fur to keep her warm. A makeupless Jen sidling off to bed carrying a discreet mug of Horlicks and a battered copy of Middlemarch. The cross-dressed limbo taking place under a tape measure in the kitchen. The spin the bottle in the garden where an attempt at a six-way snog is underway. Tanya's terrified tabby Gordon Brown, so-called because of his sad eyes, cowering behind the lava lamp. Drama students, reprobates, actors, loners, sinners. Christ, what must he think of us? We are the underbelly, the leftovers of society, the bruises of an apple that you cut away before eating, desperate to be loved, desperate to be seen, desperate to be acknowledged. An incomprehensible gaggle of folk who shouldn't be unleashed on kind-eyed photographers who still believe in Father Christmas. I lean into him to be heard over the din. As I do, I smell the soap on his skin, and an unfamiliar ripple of deep calm passes through me. You don't have to stay. This is... this is... your average Saturday night? He is smiling, which makes me grin back. He looks alive, more confident than I remember him. He scans the room, drinking in the plethora of sights. A new world is opening up before him, and I can see the photos he's taking in his mind's eye, snapshots from Pandora's box of eccentric misfits.